Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have Caroline in the studio. We're gonna be following up on our last podcast about grit, so here we go. Hello. Day four of four for you. Yes. You've made it, sort of. I suppose, yes. So uh, how was your weekend? Um, Actually, not bad. Like, what was the text message I got from Riola this morning? It was it was just funny to me because I always, I always feel mediocre about things at best. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like, even all weekend, it's, like, juxtaposed to just Riola's, the way he views life. Like all we, all weekend we were working and he was like, we're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> and I was like, are we? And he was like, yes. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like you say that every day. And he was like, cause we do every day. Hell yeah. So he, te- he texted me this morning and he said, good job this weekend. We, bl- we blew it up. I love it. I love it. I actually, uh, before you got here, I was just talking to Annie about the weekend and how yeah. everything went. She said it went swimmingly. So yeah. you might be the only critic. I'm like the one who's like, eh, we didn't have that many cases. And like, we, you know, it was like, they kind of went easy on us. And so like, I try to like just make all excuses, those excuses for why, why it's, why I didn't just do a good job. <laughs> we were still terrible. She thinks, but, but we just got lucky. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a whole thing. Story of my life. There's actually another book that uh, um, talks about that that's on the shelf over there. I mean, Um, I'm pretty sure that's just called imposter syndrome. Is it? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (sighs) That's going to be a whole thing. So the the next podcast that uh, I'm going to do, you know, probably would be with just real because I think you work Friday night. Yes. um, And you'll be... Doing things. Like moving your whole life over here slowly. Um, But we're going to do, we're going to like redo the first episode. Um, So what what happened, what happened in the last week was I started a Facebook page for the podcast. Okay. And just started to be like, hey, everyone, look at these nice things. And 300 people liked it in six days. Oh my gosh. Okay. So apparently there's a demand. Yeah. So, um, cool part about that is, is it kind of allows us the opportunity to like restart a little bit. Right. Um, and I think that plays into what we're going to talk about a little bit today because this book grit and the part that, uh, we're going to talk about, um, is another way of kind of talking about some of the things that we've already discussed and, okay. um, everything the cool part about it is when I read stuff like this and it all ties together, it right. kind of edifies the ideas. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, but, uh, before we get started, uh, because I like to just loosen things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, my son, who is two and a half, has discovered SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. So I just wanted to ask, what was your favorite cartoon growing up? Because it de- kind of defines Ooh. who you are as a person. <laughs> That's a good question. See, the thing is, though, <clears throat> I think there's a difference between what my favorite show was mm. and what I used to watch all the time. Mm. Like... My go-to show that was always on Nickelodeon was Rugrats. Mm -hmm. Like, that's probably what I always watched. Mm -hmm. I don't know what my favorite... Like, I almost (laughs) want to say Dragon Ball Z. That's awesome. (laughs) 
That is awesome. I was a little bit older when I watched it. Like I wasn't a kid anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't, I mean, I was in junior high, so I was like that right. transition phase, oh, yeah. but that was the, like, yeah, that's what like spiraled nice. into like my nerddom of today. I love it. So I was totally like, especially when I was like between like eight and 10 rocket power. Oh, I did watch rocket loved power. Yeah. Loved it. So that was just how I, I just literally thought about that this morning. I was that's, like, why not ask that question? Right? <laughs> that's it's, really it's Tuesdays with Caroline. We can do whatever we want. I do love that like anime is becoming cool now. Like when I was cooler. In, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm, I'm cool with being weird now. Yeah. And like, I don't yeah. try to not be weird, but, but like finding out that other people that work here are like Miyazaki fans mm. and like Remy, like watches a ton of anime. And I was like, my people, <laughs> Like me and my two best friends in junior high every day would sit at lunch and talk about the latest episode of Dragon Ball Z. And that's all we talked about. <laughs> like that's amazing. every day. I'm learning so many things right now. Every day. I love it. I love it. I, uh, the only thing with Dragon Ball Z, there was the PlayStation two game that was like the street fighter type setting. Oh yeah, yeah. And I played the pants off of that thing. <laughs> and the th part about it that used to irritate me so bad and was uh, my stepbrother would only button mash. It was the only thing he knew how to do, and he would beat me every single time. I don't even know how it was possible. Because was, that's how you play those games. Like, people uh, who are actually good at that, I don't understand how you exist. Because they, dude, like... Dude, Sega Genesis Street Fighter 2, you couldn't button mash. You could like there was there was the there were so many different combos and if you knew those combos you would mm. beat every button masher but not in the Dragon Ball Z game what the heck well know. that is how we're gonna stop that thought though okay. because otherwise I think we're gonna talk about that for an hour <laughs> this is what I was saying yeah, about how yeah. Ben and Carol need a spinoff <laughs> podcast that's just us uh, talking about bullshit bullshit <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, but to circle back around, yes. um, so last week, what we did was we went through the grit scale. So the grit scale is an eight question kind of survey of yourself. Um, basically asking you how there was specific questions related to your perception of yourself and how, um, those things then would be translated through the key, which I've already got here all mm -hmm. kind of dialed out in terms of a number. And like how you rate within percentiles of the general population in terms of grit. Now, uh, grit in um, Angela Duckworth's, my, actually my summary of her definition mm -hmm. is essentially like how hard can you push through the tough stuff? Yeah. And like how, like how persistent can you be in actually knowing what your goals are and then ultimately realizing them as well? Um, when, so last time we left off, we said that we would talk about what our scores were. Yeah. Um, so this is on a scale of, uh, zero to five, or actually technically one to five. You can't score less than one on any of them. Um, my, mine was two and a half. So relatively low. And you were three and a quarter, okay. um, within. That's kind of shocking to me, given that we did answer the questions pretty similarly there were a couple where there was oh a the multipliers yeah, gotcha yep. um so the i'm actually 10th percentile so like basically like as bottom as it can get okay. um, and then you were 40th so okay you gotta be pretty i mean to be 90th percentile it's gotta be like four and a half so you gotta be pretty consistent across the board on all of those things gotcha but the whole point of me reading the book and bringing it up here and actually bringing it up to the group which has yet to be kind of tapped on yet. I'm right. still curious if anybody's going to do that. Um, okay. 
is um, I wanted to know if there were like exercises, whether they be mm-hmm. just thought exercises or actual like practice, that sort of stuff in actually generating the um, uh, patterns of like behaving in a way that is in a grit way. Yeah. Right. And so kept reading the book because if everyone listened last time, I said, I was like, I've only read a third of this. Um, and got the, the majority of the, the, the guts of the book out of the way. I can't say that I read it word for word, but I, I read enough stuff like this to get the highlights and get the concept. And then I tend to just apply it and see where it goes and go back to it when I get lost. Um, so grits has four variables in her, uh, estimation. Okay. Um, they're in a particular order, but well, the last one kind of colors all three. So the better that you can be at these four things, the more, uh, the, the easier it is for you to act in a way that is gritful. Is that a word? Just basically to have grit. I don't Could know. Could we also say like resiliency? Uh, perseverance. perseverance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so first one is going to be, um, interest. So just knowing what your interests are and having, um, effective avenues to explore new ones as okay. they come into your, um, into your life, basically. Um, the second is practice. So being able to actually sit down and try something really, really hard. Okay. The third is having purpose. So defining like why your interest matters. Okay. And then the fourth is hope. So how many times can you get back up without just being defeated? Um, so I just basically, I didn't put a ton of context around it because I just wanted to talk about those four variables like and get really gather your thoughts on them because I think I I have my own and like the cool part about it is um there's a lot of things that are in here that are probably going to tie back to previous concepts but um to kind of start from the top I think we hit on interest Mm -hmm. last time which I thought was a cool coincidence yeah so um what she talks about is um it's like that exploration phase um, of life and how how are you exploring the things that seem interesting and then also kind of weeding them out? Like, what right. is the mechanism? Um, have you thought any more about that? Like, because I know the last time we talked about, like, when your body's just being like, you're bored, leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, do you, I guess, um, you know, do you feel like you have a decent way of exploring interests? Do you... Do you feel like, tell me, how do you think your exploration phase has gone? And, you know, you were just, we were talking 10 minutes ago about how you have too many books, right? That's a part of it, right? Yeah. How do you, how do you handle exploration and like feeling things out that are of interest to you? Um, well it, like I was just, when you were reading that, the first thing I thought is I'm much better at the second out of those four, I'm much better at the bottom two, which is probably like why my score is where it is. Yeah. Um, but the, I, I, as far as exploration goes, I think in, I think as I've gotten older, I'm not as good at exploration. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it's partly because of the pandemic and where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've become more comfortable in like, these are my things. (laughs) I don't need to go do other things. Um, but I don't know that being said, like 
moving into the house that we're buying, I was thinking maybe I'll try to start a garden, Mm -hmm. like grow some vegetables and do some stuff. And Mm -hmm. so I, I think I do still have that interest in like learning new things that I'm not used to doing and whatever. Um, as far as giving things up, I think I touched on this last time. Um, I have an issue, I think because of the whole high eye thing, Mm -hmm. I have an emotional attachment to things that I don't necessarily like they're, they're not like useful for anything. Um, so like, actually I was thinking about this a lot from my CrossFit gym that I have in New Ulm right now and like leaving them. Mm -hmm. I've been going through this like emotional like grieving process of like leaving and I'm even though there's a gym that I've already joined here in Wisconsin I'm sad to be leaving my gym and having to find a new one and I'm like but what if the people suck and what if I don't like it and like it's not the same so I've been trying to like work through that um and it has helped a little bit because someone else that's at the gym that's like been there a lot longer than me is leaving so he's like taking all the like so people aren't like oh I'm so sad that you're leaving all the time so I'm not having to like think about it as much yep um I'm just gonna slowly like peace out and be like (laughs) goodbye (laughs) I don't want to I don't want to grieve over this so I think that like because of the high I have that emotional attachment that makes it hard to go from thing to thing and just be like I'm bored with this I'm done now it's like but what about all the relationships and friends we made along the way. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. So, um, not necessarily a totally random question, but, um, if I remember correctly, you said that in college you were really good at the Irish exit or was that somebody else? I don't, what is, what so the is Irish the... exit is when you're at the bar with your friends uh-huh. and then you just leave. Oh. You don't tell anybody that you just leave. Um, Katie did it to me, well, to Annie and I once when we were over in Michigan. She was oh. just like, poof, gone. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll probably appreciate that a little bit. But um, That's I, funny. Yeah, so it must not have been you. It must have been somebody else I was thinking of. Yeah. But that's, to me, I am horrible at that. I am the king at the Midwest okay. goodbye that oh, takes an hour right. for three people. So I totally yes. understand where you're coming from. And definitely a, a part of that plays into the high I portion, right? Like yeah. I get emotionally involved yes. with you people. And when you have that, it, it's harder to kind of sever that. Yeah. Um, I had to do the Irish goodbye at my last job. Yeah. Because I, if I thought about it too much, I was like, I'm going to lose my shit and yeah. I can't. So like I said good, like some of the technicians that I'm really close with that are there, I basically kept saying like, I'm not saying goodbye because I don't know when I'm coming back next. Cause I talked about, like, I kind of left it open-ended that yeah. I was going to come back and work shifts. And mm-hmm. I did actually work a couple of shifts, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure. Like I might come back and do another Saturday. So I'm not going to say goodbye to you like permanently now. Yeah. So, and then yeah. I like, now that we're moving, I'm like, okay, I can't pick up any more Saturdays. So I emailed them and said like, okay, you have to like fire me, but I was able to do it over email. <laughs> so, so that I didn't have to be like, <laughs> yeah. Now I, now I just have another thought that I'm going to write down um, because I actually, um, the, the psychology of the grieving process is something mm. that's really interesting to me. Yeah. And I, I don't know a ton about it. I know that I've been through it, right. right? But I wonder if there's like some correlations between that that process and like the, the textbook process yeah. of grieving, right? I'll have to I'll have to take a peek at that. 
Um, but yeah, like interest, right? Like just seeing the way that things go. Yeah. So is there anything besides gardening that's, mm. I mean, you kind of touched on it. Anything yeah. that's on your horizon or maybe that you've recently just been like, I tried it. Not really for me. Um, I don't think there's anything I've tried. I'm trying to think if there's anything I've tried recently. Um, one thing that I had another, another thing that I was like, oh, that could be fun if we move here is I've been to the, the cross country skiing, like, mm-hmm. uh, park, whatever you want to call it yeah. with all the trails. Yep. And I was like, oh, we could like take up cross country skiing. That might be fun. Um, and then just, I think with moving and trying to stay in touch with people. And so the, the guy that I know that's leaving the CrossFit gym, they're moving to Utah. And I'm like, Ooh, what fun things can we do in Utah? Like we're going to come visit you and like do all these things. So those are probably, but I haven't, I don't know that I've tried anything. Well, besides moving and buying a house. And right. I was, I was, that's where I was going to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, so like you add these things into life and yeah. now, um, and actually for me, um, the thing that's really, cause I used to be horrible about this. I, I, I would say absolutely yes to everything. Oh, everyone, like trying right? new things. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I had a kid and yeah. then it was like, I really need to start trimming the fat yeah. because I just, I don't have the hours to, right. to do this. Right. And, and as life has gone on and I'm almost 30, which to many people probably seems young, but to me right. feels old. Yeah. It shocked me. I was like, <laughs> I'm older than you? Oh, okay. I'm not sorry about it. I can't control when I was born. But uh, yeah, that like as, um, actually I think uh, uh, Katie and I talked about it on her last podcast too, was talking about mentorship. And and then we also did, uh, she did a talk with um, the house system at MSU as Mm. well, um, is basically like what is the, the highest triage item in your life and how are you prioritizing those things? And then like moving four hours away from where you were. Yeah. And you know, basically, you know, especially when you're in the process of getting married. Right. Um, that is such a significant like consumer of your focus that it's just, there's just not enough time to do it. Right. So you just have to, the triage game is a, probably a good way of putting it. Yeah. I never thought about it that way, but that's a hundred percent what it is. Cause yeah. yeah, you walked in, you're like, how's wedding planning going? And I'm like, what is wedding planning? <laughs> what is, what is buying a house and yeah. moving? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, yeah, it's just, it, it seems like as we get older, there's just more things that are maybe heavier. I yeah. don't know. And then, well, actually until the kids are older, like my, that happened to my dad. That was actually a really good uh, example of, he went from, uh, he was, my dad was a really big interest explorer and then he had two kids and then right. we both graduated and then it was like, I can have fun again. Yeah. And then started like, um, actually with probably a pretty big influence on the fact that I'm a really high eye person now. It's okay. Like I saw that as somebody who really wanted to explore life and, yeah. and would, you know, yes, does saying yes have its consequences right. for sure. But to me, and when I, when I first started exploring that, that super high engaging lifestyle, it's like, well, there, to me, there's more value yeah. in saying yes than saying no. Um, and that was a big reason why. And it, so I think there's that, that midlife crisis, you know, not yeah. m- maybe the millennial life crisis is similar. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Like, like that first step of having to say no, maybe yeah. that's what it is. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting that you, 
that you say that specifically about your dad, because it actually makes me think of my dad Mm -hmm. is very similar and Mm -hmm. also has a problem saying no. And we've been talking about how he needs to just retire at this point so he can fulfill all his hobbies because he like plays music for like five different groups that are just like volunteer groups. And we have like the German club and he just has too many projects that he wants to like work on and do. He, (laughs) this was probably already like a year ago, but he um, was building this machine, I guess if you want to call it, basically it was a contraption that like drew water out of the toilet tank for the dogs to drink. And he like went online and purchased, um, like depth laser sensors Mm -hmm. and like an Arduino and was like programming this whole thing so that it would like be automatic so that when they were drinking and it hit a certain fill line, it would like refill it. And then it would like flush the water through every so often into the toilet bowl and like flush it again. And (laughs) he was explaining it to me and Evan when we were visiting last and I was just astounded. Like, (laughs) I don't know how or where, cause he has, he has so little like schooling it's you know he's not an engineer or anything these are literally just things he's picked up over the years and like youtube and whatever Mm -hmm. because he just is that person he likes to like you said explore and like learn new things and like oh that's kind of cool i want to try making that and Mm -hmm. just does it and i'm like yeah. Okay. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. My, my old man was the same way. He just, if it, especially when it came so, um, he was very much, um, that it's super altruistic, which him and I actually didn't, I, I don't share that with him. I'm a, I'm not a super altruistic person, but he, like, if somebody would ask him for help in anything, yeah, it, the answer was always yes. Yeah. When and where. Um, so that was, that would create, you know, actually there was one time that makes me uh, think of it. he, um, one of his friends had a friend whose pinball machine from like the forties wasn't working. Now my dad was an electrician, so he had that going for him, but that was the thing that prompted the question of like, Hey, can you go check it out? Yeah. Which then turned into a bunch of other work for this guy who had a ridiculously sized house. And it actually, it was cool because it, it turned out to make him like, like financially like better off just exploring this relationship. And there was no intention of it at all. It's like, well, I like pinball and that seems like a fun project. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, then they got it working. It it actually, yeah, it was, it was a whole thing, but, um, but yeah, I guess, you know, in, in thinking about interest, this is the other thing I wanted to touch on is, um, and we, cause we, we hit on it last time was that, that mechanism of like, making the point of this isn't interesting anymore. Yeah. And and I think that kind of pushes us into potentially the next couple of practice and purpose. And because um, I, I think you and I are going to share the fact that it's like, well, how do we really know when we're not interested in it? Yeah, I think I'm bad at that. Yeah. Yeah. And like my brain does the Irish goodbye for me. Right. Where it just slowly falls down in the triage order and then I kind of forget that it ever happened. Right. Yeah. But, but but you don't forget the emotional impact of the people that were around it. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think like that's the thing that I'm going to work on is not necessarily not exploring things, mm-hmm. but being able to read the signs yeah. of I'm not actually interested in this right now. Yeah. And just biting the bullet right. on 
I, I like you guys. This right. is fun, but I got, there's, it's just not a priority for me. And yeah. rather than me wasting your time, yeah. uh, I'm just going to elect to not do it anymore because uh, it's Ron Swanson, right? Never half-ass two things. Whole <laughs> yeah, well, ass one, one thing. thing. Yes. <laughs> so so that, that to me is like my quote unquote to do with an interest. It's just, gotcha. just listen to myself a right. little bit more because. Be more purposeful in what you are and are not doing. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and then to go along with that, right? Once you are actually purpose, purposeful about it, that t- brings us to the next one of practice, mm-hmm. right? That's the the ten thousand hours, really. That yeah. that whole concept. Um, I think you're kind of in the middle of that with CrossFit as well as being yeah. a veterinarian, obviously. But um, has there ever been anything? I, I think the German dancing is probably a good mm-hmm. example of that as well. But like where you've really had to just put down the <laughs> put down the yeah. roots and be like, I'm gonna get good at this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle bust my way through. Yeah. Cause there's that interest phase where like, I'm going to be good enough at this. Yeah. And then it's like, well, to actually do this well, I have to really buckle down. Is there anything else that kind of, that you've done that with or that stands I out? I honestly feel like I'm terrible at the, maybe aside from vet school, but even vet school, like if you talk to some of my classmates and stuff from vet school, they'd say that I like got lucky mm. that I didn't have to try as hard as some of the, like I just am naturally good at test taking and Mm. I really didn't have to do the sit down and study for eight hours. Um, I could pull an all nighter Mm. and still get decent enough grades to like get through vet school. And I think part of that is just that it's, it's maybe not the best way for me to learn. Like, I learn more through doing. And so I just adapted to what I needed to do to get through it. Yeah. And, um, I'm really bad at, cause I have zero patience, zero <laughs> ask Evan. I have zero patience. Um, I want it now and yeah. I don't want to have to put in like picking up a mu- musical instrument when yeah. I was a child, yeah. I never practiced. Yeah. I was told all the time, like, Oh, you have to like take lessons and practice and whatever. And I am the epitome of like procrastinating until the very last second and then trying to memorize my piece and yeah. being like, it's good enough. Yep. Yep. So the buckling down and doing the 10,000 hours, I'm like, don't do it until the very last minute and then put in like half of the hours needed to get it to be good enough. So, so CrossFit is like the saga of me being, what did you call it? Like good enough. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sort of. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I keep saying I'm going to like buckle down and get better at double unders or get better at this or whatever, Mm -hmm. work on pull-ups, work on whatever I'm going to do two pull-ups every day and I'll do it for like two weeks. And then I'm like, "Mm, okay. Mm So, cause then, you know, like work or something else, right. something triage, triage order mm-hmm. switches up and then mm-hmm. I get sucked away for two weeks and then I'm like, what was I doing again? <laughs> so yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I actually saw a thing, uh, yesterday or the day before or whatever it was, it was actually on TikTok because I try to follow good stuff on TikTok <laughs> as well as garbage. <laughs> So, so I'm not just inundated with one or the other. I like a good, unique, uh, just a good blend. Got to stay off that for you page. You got to curate your own TikTok feed. Oh my god! That's that's the best advice I can give right there. <laughs> but also, um, it was uh, somebody I, I don't even know the gal's name, but she was speaking at her own uh, mm-hmm. talk or seminar or whatever. <clears throat> 
and it, it, it was talking about procrastination. And it was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sucked in for the minute that this video is about to be. Yeah. And um, so her uh, theory is that when you procrastinate, it's a stress reaction. Okay. Um, and the way around it, there's no, there's no actual way around it that you, so her, her, um, her first piece of advice was identify when you're doing it. So yep. self-awareness, right. Which we kind of talked about already. And then when you notice you're doing it, just stop everything that you're doing, count slowly backwards from five and then do the work that you don't want to do for five minutes. Okay. Just do it for five minutes. If you make it through five minutes, go procrastinate all you want. doesn't matter. Okay. But what you're doing is you're, you're listening to yourself. Number one, like clearly something is stressing me out. So, so if there's a, if there's a significant stressor, do I need to go, you know, solve that problem? Right. So where am I at in my triage order? Am I on number three when I need to be on number one? Yeah. But if the other part of it too is like, yeah, maybe I'm on number three, but one and two are just going right. So for you, right. Like I'm buying a house. Yep. I'm moving. I'm getting married. I I'm a doctor and I got, you know, there's probably 18 things I could (laughs) learn right now. Yeah. But I'm also at the gym. Yeah. So like those other things are happening. So just knowing, like listening to yourself and knowing where you're at and then like basically letting your psyche talk itself down and just taking that little bit of a break and be like, nope, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to mute the rest of it for now. Yeah. And I'm going to do this for five minutes. And it, what it does is it, it, I, number one, obviously listening to yourself is great, but it also lets you, um, really put into practice the, just the, put your nose down and, and get it done. Um, it's probably the best one minute I've ever spent yeah. on TikTok, to be perfectly honest. Um, because I'm awful about that. Like, yeah. s- especially because being a high eye person um, and sitting in this room by myself for the majority of my workday, yep. this thing is really oh. good at distracting me, right? Yes. And I'm holding my phone for those that are just listening. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I'm literally going to do that all week because yeah. I know like I'm really good at hitting render on that computer, watching a video render for 30 seconds and then burning three minutes of just not doing anything. Right. I don't want to do the next thing. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I guess that's, that to me is like my to do within practice. Kind of, if you were on the spot, come up with something that you would want to work on, like what would the thing be for you, uh, within practice? It's interesting that you, that you bring all that Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. because actually, I do try to do that mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Like the f- thing that comes to mind is this last week after Easter weekend, mm-hmm. I went home with literally a stack of records <laughs> this big. Yeah. 30 record. I think it was like 32 records that yeah. I had to write. Yeah. And so what I did, what I do is I set little goals for myself. So I'm like, I'm going to write these two records. Then I'm going to go get a snack. Oh, and yeah. then I'm going to write, you know, two more records. And then I'm going to like call somebody that I need to call or Mm -hmm. like check my email or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I already try to do that where I like set little like easy goals for myself to keep myself going. Mm -hmm. And then just realizing, yeah, like when your brain is like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done now. Like I need to do something else. You're like, I'm going to go instead of pulling out my phone and just endlessly scrolling. Right. I'm like, I'm going to go watch a YouTube video or I'm going to go do something that has like a yeah. hopefully set amount of time yep. so that you can get back to it. Yep. But as far as the, 
See, now you, I don't know about the practice thing. If there's anything I've been, aside from here, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and, and like trying to just get better at my like surgery skills and stuff like that. I don't know that there's anything. Well, the other thing about it too, like in the nice part about it is if you don't feel like you have a deficiency in practice, Mm -hmm. like maybe there isn't a to do there. Like, like I knew from the onset, like I, I was going to have a bunch of stuff to work on when I was reading this. Cause like, like I, I, number one, I'm, I'm pretty good at like making those to do's for myself, like just and having read a bunch of crap like yeah. this, but honest, uh, actually what's funny is I feel, I feel like lately my to do's are all focused around like self care. Mm. So like, this is one of my to do's. Yeah. That's like a, that's a I, full gallon I'm, right I'm, there. I think it's a half gallon, is but it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot. Um, it is a lot. The problem with this is that this is full from Friday. <laughs> So that's one of my to-dos. Yeah. And I do have like a process as far as trying to drink more water and be healthier. Yeah. Um, my like physical therapist that I work with, we talk a lot about me doing this all the time. I'm literally doing it right now Mm -hmm. and learning to relax and relax the shoulders, pull the shoulder blades back, not clench my jaw. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's funny that you bring up TikTok because there's a, a guy that I follow that he's, it's a little bit vulgar, but basically anytime I scroll onto one of his videos, he's like, hey, bitch, unclench your jaw now. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Yeah. Say, I am awesome. Yeah. And like, I have to like, I love when it comes up because I'm like, oh, I am clenching my jaw. So like, those are my things actually that I've been practicing right now is just coping with yeah. like stress and trying to like be the most physically put together <laughs> literally how my body is doing every day. Yeah. Just being aware of that kind of stuff. That can be a part of practice. Though. It is. That's what I'm practicing yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, what are the, what are the triggers that are allowing you to continue to refocus on that? Do you have anything like, like you have a smartwatch, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So I like do. setting a timer for like every 30 minutes to be like, Hey man, let's just think about this for a second. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's the answer. Um, well, that's part of why I bought this for drinking water yeah. is because it has the time triggers on it. And the technicians here are pretty good about being like, it looks like you're not actually drinking your water mm-hmm. or they'll just like comment on it. Like, Oh, you look like you're doing really good today. No, that's from yesterday, <laughs> but sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so those little triggers and yeah. I do try to carry it with me everywhere so that it's like always yeah. in my line of sight. Yeah. Um, the, like with the, the posture and just like thinking about relaxing, um, I have regular PT appointments. And so Mm. her like checking in on me and asking how I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And then if I lie to her, she's like, I can tell you're lying because your neck is very tense. (laughs) So like, I know that you You have not work around. I know that you haven't been, you know, learning to relax and unclench your jaw. So, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's trying to find little triggers. So another example, I'm terrible at writing my initials on my records mm. and Mariah has been yelling at me all yelling. I use the word You're yelling right. lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, been correcting me all weekend on putting my initials on it. And finally I was like, instead of you telling me and then doing it for me, tell me that I have to do it and then make me do it myself. So that hopefully like, instead of you just always fixing my mistake, even though you are telling me about it, Mm -hmm. if I at least get in the habit of writing my initials on, because so just trying to come up with systems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the cool part about that and to kind of tie it into some of the other stuff that we talked about. uh, So what you're actually doing when you're saying, make me get up and go do that. Yeah. That is a creator response Okay. um, because when somebody else, 
Um, number one, if she, if Mariah wouldn't have said anything and just done it anyways, that's actually rescuing. Um, that's a rescue response, yeah. and it's one of the things that we take completely for granted because it's just like let's well, just it's just, it's just done, initials, right? right? Just do it. It's just a small thing, but it, when you when you uh, so the difference between a rescuer and a coach is a rescuer will just do it. Mm-hmm. A coach will ask what they want you to do. Mm. And then if you respond with like, hey, I got like 12 other things going on, like catch me on this one. Yeah. And then they ask for it again. And then you say like, I got 12. Like if, if they, if you continue the response of, well, I'm just not going to do my job. Yeah. Well, they're at least coaching you on what you're supposed to do. And now you as a creator are supposed to do it. And in that instance, you just did it anyway. Like you got up and did it. So that's the genuine coach creator yeah. dynamic. Um, but the, the operative in there is noticing the thing that's missing and then asking for what it is that you actually want, which is horribly uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but it's ultimately like, that's how you generate uh, vulnerability in yeah. the workplace. And like it, it, we work in a, an environment where it is safe for you to do so. Yeah. And if it is met with, um, reprimand or you know that that, that de- divisive type type of a mindset or communication everyone around notices it yeah and then the person who actually asked for what it is that they wanted uh in in terms of fulfilling process as it exists is actually edified further and the other person is like hey man like you can't talk like that yeah so i, I think that it's um kind of cool that you're doing that um in in, in just practicing that process yeah because it, it fulfills other things that we're trying to do around here as well. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, third one. I think the third one's the easiest one for both of us and everyone that works here at PAW is purpose. Yeah. I think we got that one pretty much nailed. I think there's like at least 15 podcasts about that one. There's a lot. <laughs> I, I like considering the fact that we're on a time frame. I, I don't get me wrong. Yeah. There's it's a probably lot the, of one things. Of the, I mean, they're all important, but they like, are. Well, it, and it's it's not like we can kind of take it for granted. Like there, yeah. we there is a part of is this important to me and is this important to others? Right. Like that's what purpose is, right? Um, I think the big the the lesson that I would want to communicate in having read that that portion of the book is like number one, interest without purpose mm-hmm. is unsustainable. It will die yeah. at some point. Yeah. I, I think we could all think of a thing that we were really, really interested in for maybe a really long period of time, and now it's just not a part of our life anymore. Yep. And that's probably because it might have been really important to yourself, or it might have been really important to somebody else, but it wasn't shared between the two parties. Yeah. Um. And I could probably think of a hundred things that I've done that are like that. And the, you know, that's the, maybe I didn't listen to my own bodies telling right. me to get out. And I just did anyways after a lot of work. Um, but the other part of purpose is, uh, and this is probably the thing that um, maybe you and I are a little bit more stubborn about than maybe some other folks is um, sometimes it takes years to develop or understand the purpose that exists. Mm-hmm. So purpose is something to me that is um, more emotional than rational. Yeah. Or maybe it's maybe it's shared. But um, when you have purpose, you might not have the words to put 
with it. Yeah. And that's the emotional part. Like it's hard to communicate why something matters so much to you or how that impacts other people. Correct. Um, that's why we talk about serve the patient constantly because it at least puts three words behind the struggle that, you know, we're practicing our way through. Why are we here? Why do I still do this every day? Why, why does this hurt so bad? You I keep coming back. Yes, exactly. Right. And, 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 but, but for some people, and I think it's actually a fair number of people. And when we talk about like the war of attrition and like bringing people in and letting them explore that interest and feel this out, practice yeah. it out. Some people just never get to the point of truly understanding what that purpose of serve the patient is. Yeah. And that's what, like, that's why I think as a, as a whole, like the pod group and who we are is okay with that being a reality Yeah, and, and just letting Letting those people go through the interest phase, having deliberate touch points within that 90 days, six months, all that sort of stuff that we've talked about in the past and saying, if this is ever to the point where you can't get to the understanding of purpose and you're not interested anymore, like, please go find something else. Yes, exactly. Because if you're not fulfilled here, then you're go not, get fulfilled you're not helping us by being here. Right. Yeah. And you're not helping yourself right. either. Like, this is a team effort. Like, I want the best for you. Yep. You want the best for what's going on here. And if you can't, I'm not saying you got to put 100% in, but if you right. can't, if you can't muster a good 80, yeah. because you just don't understand how it's impacting the whole system and like the true, um, the true nature of serving the patient. Yeah. It's really hard to work your way through four days in a row of yep. 50 patients a day yep. and just 200 phone calls. It, it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. But when there's purpose behind it, right. you just know, like whether it's deep down or you can actually define it out, you know that what you're doing is valuable. Yeah. And then you just learn ways to communicate it better because the more that you can rationalize that emotional reaction in your gut... And the more that you can communicate how much you care with, especially yeah. with people that are coming in, the better, um, the, 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 uh, the easier it is to work your way through that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but now that's work, obviously there's other right. things in life that are like that, but I think that that would kind of maintain, um, even outside of work, the better oh, you for can sure. communicate it, the better. I mean, think about like, it sounds like an odd comparison, but like marriage yeah. is almost that way. Mm-hmm. You're feelings for this one person are they make no sense Mm -hmm. like of all the people in all the world and all time and space like this is the one that you picked and it kind of I mean purpose is kind of a weird word to put on it but it it does become like it's not rational Mm -hmm. so and you you pursue this like relationship with this person Mm -hmm. even through the ups and downs and the why am I here why am I still doing this Mm -hmm. because you feel a purposeful meaningful relationship with that person yeah so I think it does apply to other things outside of work as well Mm -hmm. yeah and it's um yeah everyone kind of goes through that their own way right um, like some people it's like super fast, especially when it's between two folks. Like yeah. for me, it was really, 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 really slow. And I was, oh, I thought you were going to say fast and I was no. going to say me and Evan are the exact opposite. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I think, uh, Brittany and I were together five, six years before we got married. Okay. Yeah. Or no, five. It was five. So yeah, it was okay. 2011 and then we got married in 2016. I've known Evan since my... The summer between second and third year of vet school. I've been out 
five years, six okay. years. Yeah, it's been a while. So, yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. And we spent the first, like, four of those years not dating. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I get it. I get yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's, one, that's a good example. I mean, everyone kind of explores that one their own way. Right. Um, so not to get super in-depth on that one, but there's, because there's a bajillion resources on exploring that. But I, again, with how the principle to me um, applies, the better you can explore and communicate that purpose, mm-hmm. whether it's internally or externally, yeah, uh, the, the better. And, and the other part about it too, and uh, this is something that I wrote down down here because, you know, why would I put things in order? <laughs> uh, not only is it irrational, it's abstract. So yeah. um, I love the concept of abstraction. Um, so being able to like take a few variables and shift and morph them into another thing that also applies. Uh, it's actually uh, something that um, autistic people have a hard time doing, which is why oh. they have a hard time communicating. Okay. Um, I'm going to link a video in the description that talks about there's a, there's a gal, she did a, TED Talk, and she's a pretty well-renowned researcher. Um, she did a bunch of research within um, uh, meat uh, uh, butcheries. Okay. And uh, she's a, a high-functioning Are autistic. you talking about Temple Grandin? Yes. Yep. Thank you. Okay. So I think we talked about her on the podcast once before. Potentially, yeah. But she's very well-known in the veterinary industry, especially right. large animal side. Yeah. yeah. So so she built Circular. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but um, she literally can't think outside of what exists mm-hmm. so if she, if she if you if you ask her to draw a church she's going to have to get a picture of a church and draw it line for line and say this is this church she can't go box box triangle rectangle steeple and be like this is a church Interesting. yeah so there's there's the the, the ability to abstract is uh-huh. something that misses and that's why it's really hard for because it's so like, think about how how often do you use an idiom or a right. metaphor yeah. or some sort of thing that especially to somebody who's like foreign right that they just wouldn't understand yeah well that's kind of a similar response and so purpose is something that is actually abstracted and right. applied yep. to the situation that you're in. Yeah. And the thing that probably, this is number, probably the reason that people call Carlo Senator Riolo <laughs> is because he's the absolute best at it. I was going to say, that's the that's just talking to Riolo right. in general. Like right. he's so big picture. Mm-hmm. He is abstract in he, everything he, abstract. he does. <laughs> so, but, it, but to, and this is the thing that I had a really hard time understanding until I read this part was um, I can apply any process that we have written down to the T on the floor to how it matters to serve the patient. Yeah. I can abstract that all the way down. And I th- and once I figured that out, it was like, oh, I'm in the right place. Yeah. Because like now I know that not only do I believe that what we are doing matters, but I can rationalize yeah. it. And I might not be able to, you know, the, the other part of that is that, well, then the, the scary part is trying to do it every time and then right. writing it into process, which is impossible. Yeah. Um, but being able to communicate that as best as I can and then being genuine about it is probably the biggest thing that I've worked on because I'm super uh, outgoing and loud about stuff that sometimes it can feel disingenuous because I do it constantly. Um, But it's like, no, man, like this is just how it works. And I can can apply that sort of stuff. Uh, But the other part about that in purpose 
is um, that is how you increase vulnerability, which we kind of talked about already, but being able to put yourself out there Mm -hmm. and be like, hey man, I'm going to say some words because my emotional brain is trying to move into my (laughs) prefrontal cortex and make rational sentences out of this thing that doesn't make sense. And I might sound like an idiot. However, this is step one. And the more that you can put it out into the ether and and think about it in all of the ways that are possible, um, probably the most effective vehicle um, is writing. So like the more that you know how to write, the more you're able to think, which is actually kind of an interesting thought. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, There's a lot of science behind it, which I'm currently in the middle of trying to figure out because I've I've avoided writing. This has been okay. this has been my writing is writing with yeah, my yeah. mouth. Um, but yeah, being able to um, the best thinkers in the world are the best writers in the world. Okay. So something to think about there. Uh, probably the power of journaling is in there as well. Yeah. But, but yeah, like the more that you can uh, communicate purpose, the more vulnerable you're going to be because someone can judge you now. Right. It's now someone can say your purpose is dumb. That's that's without value. Right. And that's when you start to get into the other processes of, you know, self-care and, and making yeah. sure, you know, avoiding the haters, that yeah. sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I guess any final thoughts on purpose? Because the last one's hope and I'm about to jump into it. Uh, no, go for it. Take the, <laughs> take the leap, man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just like talking <laughs> at you today. So. No, it's fine. Um, so hope is the fourth piece. Um, hope is something that colors all three of these. Mm-hmm. So in interest... How many times can you continue to explore something and be like, nope, that's not the thing. Nope, that's not the thing. In practice, how many times can you be awful at something and continue to work your way through it? In purpose, how many times can you have somebody tell you that it's without value and you say, no, it actually has value. I just haven't communicated that well enough to you yet. It's, um, if you've ever seen... It's not a great movie, but the the sixth Rocky movie, which was just Rocky... (laughs) Um, no, I have s- not seen that one. So in the movie, he's training. It's not his kid. It's just like he's he's now. Training someone. He's training somebody. He's, he turns into Mickey. Yeah. Um, it, there's a scene in it where it, it, the, the summary of it is, is it's not how many times you, you get hit. It's how many times you get back up and you oh, hit back harder. I've, I've heard that yeah. line. Yeah. So so that's what hope is. And it's it's just that belief that no matter what. I can do it. Yeah. It plays really, really hard into the creator mindset that we've talked about a ton. Yeah. Um, and, and that's probably a big reason why you focus are focusing now on that self-care portion because the, the healthier you are, the, more the easier it is to be hopeful. Yeah. Uh, what are your, what are your thoughts there on, on that last piece? I, yeah, I mean, actually that's, I was thinking about it a lot as you were talking about it. And I think that that, is very true for me. The first thing that came to mind was, so Riolo and I were having a conversation a few days ago or a week ago now about having trust in people Mm -hmm. and whether or not you feel like people can change and whether putting energy into somebody is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And basically we were saying, you know, it sucks when those efforts become futile Mm -hmm. and you feel like, all the work that you've done is for nothing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you take that feeling to heart and go forward that way, 
you've just embittered yourself to all of humanity. Yeah. Like if you have no faith in people and that people can change and that you like can have an effect on those around you, then like, what's the fucking point mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. So I think in terms of hope, I would say like, for me, I am a pretty hopeful person because the alternative is what? <laughs> right. I mean, really? Yeah. So like, I mean, it's the same way that I view like everything with, with life. And like, if I don't think the world can change, if I don't think people can change, if I don't think paw can help things change, mm-hmm. why am I here? Right. So right. I think that one is like very strong mm-hmm. for me just yeah. because the alternative is like to crawl into a hole and die. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. And so to kind of go along with that, cause the thing that I, I always try to focus on is yes, interest, practice, purpose, and hope. They're yeah. great concepts, right? Yeah. Like, like do those things well. But the cool part about this and the reason that this all tied together was at the end of or more in the middle of the chapter on hope, she put a, a flow chart in there and okay. it caught my eye really fast. It was, um, they go in this order, growth mindset, number one. Okay. Positive self-talk, number two. Okay. Perseverance, yeah. number three. And the reason that that stood out is when I believe it was episode 46. Oh my gosh. The fact that you know that is ridiculous, but carry on. This is my whole job, Carol, <laughs> is uh, we talked about the creating accountability process. Mm-hmm. And th- as much as we give Carlo shit about d- making these mind maps that make no sense, <laughs> um, the whole creating accountability process is identifying circumstances where something went out of process, even if I may have just perceived it as out of process or protocol or whatever. So your example of um, not writing your initials is a, is an accountable event. Yep. Now, if we were to follow that creating accountability process, step by step by step, um, I guarantee you, we could identify the communication path that walked your way all the way through into growth mindset Mm -hmm. because you got there. Yeah. And the nice part about that is, and that process gives us the control as individuals to not lose hope. Yeah. We have a process to be like, I'm not wasting my time. Yeah. We're going to go through these things. And if that person is going to not play by this flow to get to growth mindset, then they either offboard themselves. Yeah. Or um, we, off, you know, they, they or they come up, come on board. Like yeah. there's no real in between there. And, and it, it limits the time investment. It limits the effort that you put it like wasted effort, that yeah. sort of stuff. And it gets you to this point. And then the next part about that is, and this was the reason that I really like this was that's all that we can control. Yeah. As, as a, as a, as a, as a clinic, as a team, like as a, not you, right? Like I can't control what you do in your own head, but I can communicate and show you the way to a growth mindset. And then, and then you take that and you say, all right, now it's time to be confident. Yeah. And I was talking to Carla about this and actually probably be a good, like jumping point into the next one is, um, Confidence is something that, yes, there are things that we can do to help make you more confident, mm-hmm. but ultimately that's you on you. You got to do the work yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we talk, talked a lot about, um, 
you know, like confidence breeds success and success breeds confidence. Yeah. That's what you only control one of those things. You yeah. cannot control success. Um, but the, the more that you're able to push through the process of collaborating with the people that are around you to get to the point of a growth mindset, like then you can actually get into positive self-talk because what did you do? You earned it. Yeah. Right. Like I actually did something. Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't, then you're not disingenuous. Um, it, that takes you from the concept of self-esteem and it puts you into self-belief. Yeah. Self-esteem sometimes is unearned and right. it's, it has its value. Like if you're in the dumps, right. Sometimes you need to be like, I can do this. Yeah. I need to get back up. Like, yes, I failed again and that's okay. Yeah. I can still do this. Um, but at some point you're going to push your way into being actually resilient and being able to actually persevere through stuff, but you have to get to the point of growth mindset first. Right. So yeah, I, I mean, I just talked for 20 straight minutes. I'm going <laughs> to shut up for a second and I'm going to let you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I kind of already talked about like the hopeful part. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, like I, I really do think that that's a, a for the grit where I fall on the grit scale, I feel like, like I said, especially the last two. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I I guess I never really thought of myself as being a very hopeful person, but Mm -hmm. I probably am pretty hopeful and like positive mind thinking, because again, to me, the alternative is like, if I don't have that, then what, what is the purpose in me doing anything Mm -hmm. if I don't have the hope aspect of it? Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess for me, if I were to coach you into something mm-hmm. um it's it, it, it the to do on that one for me is don't take it for granted like just identify it i'm not even saying do anything with it but when you when you have that response of like hey this sucks and i'm gonna do it anyways yeah or like identifying like hey this this really mattered like right now um, or this played into a system bigger than myself that ultimately is serving a greater purpose yeah not necessarily that there's a to-do to, like, follow up on it, but just notice it. Acknowledging Acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. Yeah. Because I think a part of that is we can, especially in our environment, um, when we get super slammed mm-hmm. and everyone's just working their ass to the bone. Is it's, we're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. That's literally what Riola was we doing started, all right? weekend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And the more that we can do that, the, the I, number one, it, it, it lets everybody continue. It, you know, you can spread hope. Yeah. Right? Let's just remember that purpose. Um, but it also just re-energizes kind of everybody yeah. and, and, and especially yourself. The more that you can communicate that, the more that you can see people appreciate you identifying yeah. when things are going well or, or even when they suck. Like, what did we do right? Yeah. That sort of stuff. That's a, that's a, a question to and an after action. Like, what went well? Right. Right. So yeah, just be, let's be a little bit more, you know, you're, you're about to go on the floor. Maybe that's, maybe that's your thing today is just acknowledging when things are going well. I'm here. I'm doing my job. <laughs> I'm serving the patient. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think what I'll, what we'll do is kind of revisit this at some point in the future yeah. um, just to see where we're at. Did we ever actually say what our scores were? Was that part of the yeah. recorded part? Yeah. 
or oh, was that yeah, before I was right we started talking? Okay, I was right good. At the yeah, so I, I was at a two and a half, uh, and Caroline, you were at a three, two, five. Yeah, okay. So yeah, we'll we'll do it again. Um, yeah. For those that are listening, make sure you take it. Uh, just kind of see where you're at. Even just thinking about the questions makes yeah. you think about how you're behaving and reacting to things too. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a that's a good place to pause. Do you have anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Have a great fucking day. <laughs> I'm going to make that go out there and be awesome. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So trying to spread the spread it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, So yeah. All right. Well, I guess with that, we'll wrap this one up. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you next time on the podcast.